I must admit, I didn't think much of this show the first time I laid eyes on it. Seemed like a bunch of stiffs wasting nice the microphones. The of all time happened back in 1803. Go ahead. Napoleon Bonaparte traded the Louisiana Purchase for $3 million. Napoleon, what happened? <laughs> Half the country for $3 million. You can't even get Tucker Barnhart for $3 million. And I came to realize anymore. these guys are funny. And Justin Fields have identical stats the last five weeks about throwing the football. This guy, okay, and folks, is a fidget spinner. some of the best spare. gamblers I've come to know. If you're betting on USC, and or TCU, let it be known, you are a square. TCU is going to hammer this team tomorrow night. And I hate to hear that. Tomorrow when we afternoon. come back in here on Monday, you're going to be happy as a lark because USC lost, but you're going to be wrong about TCU. Get ready for the most useless hour of your day. It's time for Boxed Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Now, Casey, run that track. That is electric, Casey. That is absolutely electric. Royalty free music here on Box Lunch. You know what? If we weren't trying to uh, avoid copyright, I would I would love to use that opening song, opening track to, to culture you guys, to, to play some some great music. Because I don't think people realize, truly I realize, how much great art there is in the world between movies, TV shows, <laughs> music there's so much good art in the world there's nothing that drives me more nuts and there's nothing on netflix what what are you talking about you on hbo max you on netflix there's so much good stuff I've, I've been using our drive out to oxford every day to, to culture casey on some on some music i was playing him some old school outcast one day i was yep. playing i haven't gotten to like conway twitty or anything like that but we were playing a uh, 70s rock music one day we we're playing soul music another day we're we're having a grand old time on our drive up there to Oxford. But this is Box Lunch. It's March 27th. We've got hour, 30 minutes. I don't know how long this show's going to last, and it don't really matter because that's what this whole show's about. I'm Reed Mouse. This show is presented by Betfred Sportsbook, the best sportsbook in Cincinnati, in Ohio even. Paul Fritschner, Casey McAllister, they'll produce this show, guys. Thank you for being a part of this. And i got to start this show off with a quick apology. And there's been a lot to do because I'm a Xavier fan. There's been a lot to do about – uh, my Adam Kunkel hate that I've been I've been slinging, and I just I've got to apologize to not just Adam Kunkel but all the Xavier fans because I know he's a fan favorite, and it's not because of Adam Kunkel's play. He still is a terrible basketball player. His leg tattoo is cooler than I think I originally realized. So that's what I want to apologize. It's a cool guy. That leg tattoo is is the bee's knees. He's played great on the weekend. Those Xavier lost. So first topic is guys. This Final Four stinks, and I don't care what. What college basketball fans will say, this does not move the needle at all. FAU versus San Diego State does not move the needle whatsoever. You get to the point, Trace made this point last week, you want upsets early in the tournament. You want them in the first round. You want them in the second round. You want to see who gets knocked off. But at the end of the day, when you get to the final three games, the final four in the national championship, you want the best teams. You might want to sprinkle in one. 
You might want to put in one FAU. You might want to put in San Diego State. You wanna, might want to put in the Miami Hurricanes making their first Final Four in history. But you don't want three of the four teams making the first Final Four. I might be way off base with that, but golly. Now maybe these games turn into barn burners, and then I will retract what I'm saying. But for the week leading up to it, man, I got nothing. Doesn't move the needle for an outside college basketball fan like myself. Now maybe those who are entrenched in it are so excited for this because we're going to see a unique champion unless UConn continues what they've been doing all tournament long. But man, oh man, one of the teams, San Diego State, who is making from the Mountain West, congrats to the Mountain West on making the Final Four. Their two most famous alumni basketball players for San Diego State weren't even known for playing basketball. Trace brought up Tony Gwynn. Antonio Gates played for San Diego State too, right? Oh, did he? I yeah. didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's funny. So they're two most famous college basketball players from San Diego State. Yeah, he did. Are oh, Antonio Gates and Tony Gwynn, who became Hall of Famers in other sports. Florida Atlantic? I will say this about No, Florida. wait. No, no, no. Antonio Gates went to Kent State. He's from he, – who are you thinking of? Tony Gonzalez? Where'd Tony play? Both of those – I You're on the right track. It's not Antonio Gates, though. Okay. But well, I get the point. That's why we got to do a little little – Kawhi Leonard, though. Ka Kawhi! Okay. Okay, I'll back off on the Kawhi claw. Kawhi Leonard, though. The claw! Right? <laughs> yeah. Do you, anyone want to take a guess? At, anyone want to take a stab at a Kawhi Leonard laugh? <laughs> <laughs> what an interesting figure. Kawhi Leonard, that ball is still bouncing. That game seven – Game seven ball. One of the last times that I really sat down and watched an NBA game, which, by the way, is an incredible product if you guys don't watch it. And then Florida Atlantic. Man, I am happy for them to be there. But come on. I will say this about Florida Atlantic. Everyone wrote them off in the first game. If you remember, the talk leading into the tournament is, man, Memphis is going to beat Purdue in the second round. Purdue isn't going to make it out of the second round because they're going to lose to Memphis. And neither Purdue nor Memphis won in the first round. FAU goes on. They were losing to Tennessee in the second half. Come back and win. So congrats to the Owl. Now, Paul, as our college basketball insider, our yeah. lanky basketball analyst, yeah. try to explain to me why I should be excited for this Final Four. Well, so here's the thing. Again, it's not the name brand. FAU was wildly underseeded. They probably should. You could have convinced me that FAU was a five seed. They probably should have been a six seed. They ended up as a nine seed. I, I, they missed it by probably three seed lines. Whatever. Point. They got to where they des played to where they deserved to be in the final four. They earned it. The, I really hope it's FAU and UConn in the in the title game. San Diego State just plays such an ugly, undesirable play style. Play D. They play a, such a ugly, undesirable style of basketball that it's going to turn into that Butler-UConn game. If San Diego State wins that Butler-UConn game from, I think, 2014, which was the worst national championship game of our lifetimes, that was terrible. Uh, so I do hope that FAU wins. And then on the flip side – Crowd-wise, I hope it's UConn. Big East-wise, I hope it's UConn. Um, 
Miami wins, though. I, I, I don't really think you have, like, a, a losing game on Monday if FAU wins because either one of those teams comes out. There's a chance, though, that UConn wins both of these games by 30-plus. Will Dusty May get a job? Like, it's, will he be Will he be on another team next week? So, it's, it's funny you bring that up. Somebody tweeted last night, Providence hired Kim English. They could have waited a week and gotten Dusty May. I don't know... I'm really bad about what coaches are prospects at other jobs. When when a job comes open, a lot of times I'll get asked, well, who do you think is going to this? I don't know the assistants. I don't know all of those things as well as some of right. these other guys do to the point where I'm assuming if a guy like um, – what was his name at Fairleigh Dickinson? Tobin Anderson. If he gets a job within a day, I'm guessing Dusty May will go somewhere. But – uh, what that looks like now. I mean, Notre Dame's filled. Uh, Providence is filled. All the Big East jobs now are filled. I don't know what big job at this point is going to come open that Dusty would get. So maybe he goes somewhere, but maybe he sticks it out one more year. His stock would never be higher, though. But to answer your question, why you should care about this game, this FAU-San Diego State game is going to be ugly. It is going to be ugly. Got to hope FAU wins. And then on the other side, there's, I mean, there is a legitimate chance UConn pulls a 2018 Villanova and wins every game by double digits, and it was never even close. Yeah, so let's, let's go into UConn, that is the wagon, and what they've been able to do. I looked this up, and I believe they were – I put it in the chat earlier. They are averaging almost 23 points. That's the margin of victory yeah. through the first four games. All time, you ready for this? These are the five best tournament runs in NCAA tournament history. Okay. Number one is Kentucky. They averaged 21 and a half points. They win by 21 and a half points a game. North Carolina in 2009 won by 20. Villanova's on there twice, 2016, 2018. They averaged win 19 and 17.7. And then the running Rebels from Las Vegas won by an average of 18.7. UConn is currently eclipsing that. And you got to remember at least for Kentucky and North Carolina, the two top teams on this list, they won their first game in the tournament. North Carolina won their first game in the tournament by like 45 over Radford. I brought that game up earlier. It was like 105 to 60. And then Kentucky did the same in their first game. That was when the 16 versus one seeds were absolute bloodbaths, mm -hmm. as opposed to where they're like 20-point games now, at least a little more manageable. UConn is absolutely wiping the floor with the teams that they're playing. And I think we are forgetting. I brought this up on the show last week to you, Paul. Yep. I brought this up to Tom. I've said it multiple times. We, are, are we forgetting what UConn looked like before January 1? Number two team in the country and beating everyone, everyone by double digits. Completely wiping the floor. Then they lose to Xavier at the Centos Center and lose about, I think, six, six games, five games over the next three weeks. And then everyone just wrote them off. Ah, this UConn team wasn't as good as we thought they were. Slowly roared back. Come in. They play Iona. Wipe the floor with them. Who'd they play in the second round? They played Gonzaga. Uh, they went Iona. I mean, Iona played a credit to Rick Pitino. They played them closer than anybody. Iona was winning that game at halftime. Yeah. They, were, they beat St. Mary's by 15. That's their closest margin of victory. They won by 15. You, Arkansas and Gonzaga never in the game. 
never in the game for the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. They were an absolute wagon this past weekend. And you're right. They were losing at halftime against Iona and then came on out in the second half and, and just wiped the floor. Are we seeing what could be the greatest run in college basketball history? Or is the fact that they don't have to play a one seed along the way damning to that run? No, I don't think so. I think it doesn't matter because you have to – you just play the teams in front of you, and it doesn't matter at that point. If you're going to win every game by 22.5 points, you deserve to have the greatest college basketball tournament run of all time, and that's exactly what UConn is doing. Miami is – clearly no slouch they will put up a I think they'll put up a fight I don't think this UConn Miami game is going to be a walkover um but if UConn gets to the final I mean they they could win that final by 30 plus although we said the same thing with San Diego State and Alabama and that didn't happen so we'll, well see if you all right let's let's play let's put on our capping hat right here UConn beats Miami doesn't matter what they win by yeah if they play San Diego State, what's what's the spread on that? Is it double digits? Uh, no, I don't think so. I yeah. think it would be somewhere in the seven to eight range. And then FAU would be double digits, right? Probably because like they right, play right at ten. They yeah, I would I would think so. Do they have look ahead lines? They might. They might not. I have not checked that Fred Sports. I have not. And I'll give I'll give Sir Boy credit. Miami has looked very sharp. That UConn Miami game might be for as ugly as San Diego State FAU might be. UConn, Miami might just be incredibly entertaining. The way that Miami plays, getting up and down the floor, jumping every passing lane, very fun. And man, UConn. Remember that, that New Year's Eve game, Dan Hurley? Did he get a technical? Yeah. Got a cost him that game. Got a technical. Got a tech. My, something had to have been going on within the UConn locker room or something in that month because between... December 31st when Xavier beat UConn the first time and January 25th I think it was when Xavier beat UConn the second time they they look like a different team they look broken they look like they had no idea what they were doing before then and since then they've looked almost unbeatable save for that loss in the Big East tournament to Marquette yeah. but they took eight losses in Big East play they haven't lost to anybody outside the Big East Shout out Big East. Big East should have had two. Remember when, yeah, they should have had two. Yeah. You, remember, you remember when people were, were were just trying to get under Jeremiah's skin, skin in this office? Telling us, ah, the Big East ain't very good. Well, Played, I, the, played their weight in the tournament. You always knew, though. Uh, we, we always knew. We always knew. We always knew. Yeah, we knew. They, uh, they, it's a great run. And then really, you know, I talked about this on Box Lunch before the tournament started, that the Big East really needed to make a push this year given – they, there was no Villanova factor because mm -hmm. Villanova's really propped up the Big East um, as far as tournament success goes over the last 10 years since realignment. And this has been phenomenal. I mean, you're talking about three teams that made the second weekend. Um, Marquette was a two seed. Yeah, what a, a really, really good tournament for the Big East. I know Marquette didn't make it the second weekend, but still um, – just, just a good tournament overall for the Big East. Not to be, not to be Big East stands, but it does validate. It really does. It, it reminds me almost, and I don't want to draw a, a direct comparison, but it has many parallels to when Tom Brady went away from, went away from the Patriots. There was the talk in Tom Brady's whole career before he left the Patriots that ah, this is Bill Belichick. Tom Brady's just a system guy. Anyone can win. Yeah. You, you throw anybody up there in, in New England, they'd win Super Bowls. Then he went to Tampa Bay. And won a Super Bowl. So then you realize, oh, man, maybe all along it was Tom. 
Very similar parallels happen here in the Big East. For the longest time, it's like, man, the Big East overplayed. They got Villanova, and that's it. Yeah. And here in this tournament, Villanova doesn't make it. They lose Jay Wright. And Big East shows out. Three teams in the Elite Eight. What? Oh, well. All right, so let's move into the next topic, which is, by the way, if you guys don't see the don't see the J bar there. We're gonna we're gonna have the first ever box lunch chat power rankings. We got a power rankings of Let's those go. in the chat. I have five, not looked at them. Casey five has. Through I have one. not. Five through one. I think you guys are gonna like it. There's. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Speaking of the chat, Mr. Everett Henry has been championing this take, and that is stop with the hoods doubt. I'm tired of it. I am tired. It, it, it just seems like sports talk minutia that the Bengals go out and get their biggest free agent signing of my lifetime, of most of our lifetimes, and get Orlando Brown. Because the one thing everyone keeps telling us is how bad our offensive line was. So we go out and get the best guy on the market. We get him. And then we bring him in. We go back home, sit back in the house, and go, man, we just brought Orlando Brown down. And someone starts nagging. I think you guys got worse. I think you guys got worse. Why? Because we lost Von Bell, Jesse Bates, Hayden Hurst, Samaje Piran, all great players. But guys, we're new here. This, this is the blueprint of the teams that win in the National Football League. Teams come and go. Players come and go. The Patriots were a revolving door of talented guys that would go other way, elsewhere and want to put up the same numbers. The Chiefs are doing the same thing. They're losing great players left and right. And they're still going to win. So please, as Paul says, miss me with the Bengals are worse off now. I know people are panicking because we've lost players that have helped us get to the AFC Championship game in two straight seasons. Players that helped us get to the Super Bowl. Like Jesse Bates. Like Von Bell. Like Samaj P. Ryan. Like Hayden Hurst this year. But I can promise you that this team is better than they were when they played their last game. I can promise you that. Don't worry about the tight ends. It will be shored up. It is not even April yet. The draft is not even a month away. It's a little over a month away. Free agency, though most of the guys are off the board, there's still plenty of guys to pick up. This team will be fine don't worry. And anybody that tells you that the Bengals are worse off than they were a couple weeks ago are either trying to just elicit conversation, elicit takes, or they're just being haters. And that's okay. You need those in this world. And guess what? The Bengals keep winning. They're going to get even more haters because that's what happens. You don't make it unless you get the haters. Casey, mm -hmm. do you think that the Bengals – are worse today than they were two months ago? Or no, do you I, think that they're better? No, I do not. I think I think they, if anything, and maybe this is the more controversial opinion, I think they kind of just actually are the same. Just the balance has shifted now towards the offense than, than right. the defense. Like, And that's what we want. We want to be an offensive team. That's the, that's the blueprint. You don't want to be known as this defensive team, which – in my opinion, that's how we should have been viewed the last couple seasons as this huge defensive mm -hmm. juggernaut that just 
always finds ways to, to, to win ball games, keep teams from scoring in the second half, all those things. But you sure have the offensive line, and, man, the, the, the potential of this offense, it's unfathomable how good this team could be if it all just works out, which Orlando Brown to, to Jonah Williams is, in my opinion, a I, – I see it as an upgrade. Um, mm-hmm. You might see some people out there say it might not be as big as an upgrade as some, but I think it's a massive upgrade. I think it's a huge step up. Um, but I'm not, I'm not at that worried level. I, I'm at like that two or that three on that scale you're, that Tom said. You do not have the panic button open. No. That, you do not have the case off the panic button, but you're in the room. You're near the door. You're near the exit. You, you can leave or you can take a step in at any moment. I mean, I'm closer to the being out of that room. I, I guess that's the, the not panicking. Right. Yeah. yeah you're out of the room. I, I'm, you're I'm, not even in the panic I'm room. I'm pretty much got the door open. I'm looking. I'm looking through that door. You're like, we have that button over there, but I ain't going to press the button. Yeah. There's no need. No need. Darn right. Dang right, Casey. I will say this, that if uh, you guys had this discussion earlier, if the Bengals do bring back Joe Mixon for a full $12 million, uh, that'll – I'm still not out. Still not out, but that would be a little frustrating. That would be a little frustrating. But I understand that we are still falling into the thought that is the old Bengals would just bring him back and not think twice about it, which might still happen. But I like to believe that we are – the new Bengals, that we do things that the old Bengals haven't necessarily done in years past. You want to know what's really strange about the whole Joe Mixon what's really figure, figuring out the Samaj P. Ryan thing? We're literally arguing about something that was 66 snaps out of the entire season. 66 snaps out of like 13,000 snaps. And that's what we're freaking out about. Listen. Some Joe Mixon can't pass block. Well, it only really mattered 66 times. I don't – I listen, I'm not out on – I don't think I'm necessarily out on Joe Mixon as a player. I think that's a little bit ludicrous. But the value that you're getting there doesn't make any sense whatsoever. True. $12 million for Joe Mixon is ridiculous. I think yeah. from the get-go, we were all on board with bringing back Joe Mixon if you restructure the deal to where he's getting $4 million, five, I don't I, right around that range is probably – where it land, it's the twelve million, the price tag. Got a little sticker shock, is what you've got. When all these other teams are constantly just shifting what they're doing in the backfield. I mean, can, can you name the quarterback or the running backs on those Patriots teams? And in ten years, you won't be able to name the running backs on the Chiefs teams that have won the Super Bowl. I really don't think we'll know who Isaiah Pacheco... I mean, we won't remember Isaiah Pacheco other than this run in five years because he'll play his way out. He'll get off his rookie contract and they'll show him the door. He'll sign another contract, go somewhere, and be okay for a year probably. And then you'll work work it through because that's what happens to running backs in this league. Every once in a while, there is an exception to the rule. There is someone that just absolutely blows the doors off what you have this preconceived notion of a running back. You're seeing that with Christian McCaffrey right now, who is con- consistently, but he is a different running back. He's remolded what you can be as a running back. But seriously, Joe Mixon, if we bring him back, that's fine. You just can't bring him back for $12 million. That being said, anyone 
Just don't let it. Just don't let it happen. Anyone wants to tell you that they're worse, just shut down the conversation. Don't even argue with them. You can't argue with that stupidity. The Bengals are better. Dear Reds fans. Uh-oh. They're going to love this. Okay. They're going to love this. Say dear Reds fans again. Dear Reds fans. Did you clip it? I'm proud of you guys because you guys have fully lowered your expectations to what this Reds team is. But I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. Make it a little lower. You guys know you're going to stink this year, but I don't think you really understand what that means. You're not going to win 75 ball games. No, that's competitive baseball. You ain't doing that. Yee. Everyone's taking the over on those 67 wins. No, no, no. That ain't happening. It might happen, but it'll be right there. You ain't beating it. You ain't clearing it. It'll happen in the final week. You're still going to have these conversations in June going, God, we stink. Yeah, you're terrible. Look at your projected opening day lineup. It's bad. Look at your rotation. It's bad. Look at the bullpen. It's bad. And your coach, he's bad. I'm just telling you guys, your expectations, which were typically up here, are now here. And I'm telling you, just, just go a little lower. Just keep on going down. Because it's going to be an awful year. And it might be an awful couple of years. Listen, I'm a big believer that what is on the front of your jersey is worth wins, is worth runs can show up. The Yankees could be terrible. We're talking 100 loss bad. And they'll still show up here in Cincinnati every few years. And you're thinking, oh, we're playing the Yankees. They've won 30 world championships. They deserve that. Other teams, Cardinals, they come in. Their jersey is worth a few wins. It's worth a few runs. They make less mistakes because they are laid back. And for a while, the Reds had that going for them. Their jersey was worth wins was worth runs not anymore and it hasn't been for a while so dear reds fans please 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 whatever you do don't fool yourself into thinking that this is going to be a fun summer because it won't be and it won't be for a while so that's coming from a cubs fan i'll see you guys at wrigley southeast all right, so let's get into what you guys have all been waiting for. I'm sure you guys are just chomping at the bit for this. This is the inaugural Boxed Lunch Chat Power Rankings. Now, I did this myself. A lot of thought went into this. We're going to do a 5-1, to one, and we're going to give an awards out okay. for who has been fantastic in the chat recently. And this is just a little bit. Of just a little, I don't know, what's the word? Performance review. Performance. A report card. Yeah, it's a report card. And just showing you who is doing, who is just being lights out in the chat. So, without further ado, coming in at number five, right here, we got Lura. Casey's dad gets the number five spot, and it's mostly because he comments on every Miami <laughs> spring stream. He he's in there all the time. He's in there. He's just watching some softball. He's just watching some baseball. And I appreciate that. Lure Up is the constant voice of reason in our chat. 
and it doesn't go unnoticed. So thank you, Lure Up. You're at number five. Number four, our very own Woj Bomb, the Sir Boy. Sir Boy Wonder. There is not a more trusted voice in news in Chatterbox Sports, in the chat, in the Discord. I do not consider it news unless it goes in Sir Bombs. Are, are we, can, we, can we talk about something real quick? Yeah. I'm glad you brought this up. I have gotten to a point with the Sir Bombs where I legitimately check the Discord just to make sure that I haven't missed something. I get like right. I get like half of my headlines from the Sir Bombs in the Discord, and I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> no, like he like I get so especially the most trusted news in sports, especially in March where my entire brain. Somebody came to me with a headline over the weekend. They were like, "Did you see this?" I was like, "If it does not involve a ball going in the hoop in the last 35 days, I have not seen a thing about it." <laughs> Except what Sir Boy Wonder has put in the Sir Bombs thread in the Discord. So thank you, Sir Boy Wonder. We thank you for your work. And you did. The thing that I love, so we put in Sir Bombs on the Discord, and right away, Sir Boy took to it. Full, full effort. And he is the most trusted source of news in Chatterbox Sports. <laughs> Maybe in the entire internet. I don't know. Number three. Wow. Everett Henry. And the reason. I am just loving. Lovely I, picture. That's his, that's his Twitter picture. So it's his wedding day. It's a very happy picture. Everett Henry, the reason you're number three is purely because I have loved the crusade you have been on for the topic that I just went through with the Bengals. Don't let people tell us that we're, we're worse. You understand that that's bullshit, and that's what I like. Anytime someone is brought up on this show, I will get in the chat and I'll say, Everett, sick him, because you are on top of it. We love it. So you're at number three. Now these these rankings are fluid. We'll move it around week to week. Number two in the Chatterbox chat power ranking. It's the player formerly known as Mouse Cop. And the one thing that the player formerly known as Mouse Cop does is he holds the integrity up in this show. He holds us accountable. <laughs> he knows when we're we're just bullshitting around about the wheel or, you know, 150 likes and reads off the show. And here I come. I'm on the show for the next two days on Tom's show. So you hold us accountable, and we appreciate that. We know nothing will fly by. You're the usher at the top of the stands. You're saying, let me check your ticket. Come on, let me see it. All right, you got to go somewhere else. You're up, in, you're up in the nosebleeds. That's what Mouse Cop does. He holds us accountable. And the best part about Mouse Cop is he's two different accounts. He's also... Drum Hunter fan club. So Mouse Cop actually gets gets it in there. Uh -oh. And number one in the chat power rankings, Leif Erickson. Guys, go ahead and play the leader of men. Leader of men. He's the leader of men. Leif Erickson understands that it's less is more in this chat. Comes in very, very seldomly. And he leads us. He is the voice of reason, similar to, to Lure Up. But he understands that if we're going to take Vikings across the Atlantic Ocean and beat Christopher Columbus, <laughs> he's got Viking blood. Leif Erickson is going to be very tough to pull off from think, the number one spot. I think you could say he might be impossible to, to, to get up to the top. I, yeah, certainly. I mean, it's, it is. I mean, Christopher Columbus couldn't knock him off. So for his for at least one more week, Leif Erickson is going to be number one. <laughs> and that's going to be very tough to get off this top five. So lure up, Leif Erickson, Mouse Cop, Everett Henry, and Sir Boy Wonder. We thank you for your service in this chat.
Guys, what do you think of the power rankings? Any anyone you think got snubbed? Anyone? Did he disagree with with the rankings? Uh, let me see here. I'm trying to think. I think that's a pretty good. I think that's a pretty. That a I think that was a pretty good initial top five. Yeah. Because we can go from there. Yeah. You know, I I think I think there that was a pretty good initial top five. Do you do you think that there is someone that you would have put in the top five that like an honorable mention, like an honorable mention, honorable mentions? Seth Pryor's always in the chat. I, I like Seth. Seth Seth's always Seth always has good contributions. Uh, AJ always tries to keep us honest. Nick Kirby watches every show. Boom Shakalaka didn't get any love. Yeah, Boom's in there. Boom has Boom has his way to to work on the list. Um, I'm trying. I mean, I know there's a, probably a million people I'm forgetting because I can't think of everybody right. I'm just scrolling. Jo- Jordan, who is who's a Hoosier fan, and I appreciate that. Didn't make the top five, but Jordan. I, Jordan Brian B is a big uh, college basketball guy. So you love that. So I love Brian B. Boom Shakalaka has bought us lunch before, so he could have purchased his way onto this list, but he did not today. But boom, boom did buy us lunch one time. That is true. Yeah, that's tough. He should have been in the top five. That is a snub. That is what you call a snub. Listen, every list isn't perfect. But again, room to grow. Room to grow. We'll figure it out. Similar to Casey's stink list. It got better as the season (laughs) progressed. But, once again, Leif Erickson's going to be one for the time being. For the time being. We're in the vault today? Listen, when we put the J-bar together. I don't think we're in the vault today. I think let's just do the wheel of lunch. We almost, it's almost time to start betting on every baseball game. I, I will say this. So this show is sponsored by Betfred Sportsbook. I'm looking forward to the end of the quote-unquote betting season. I know there's baseball that you can get through. But typically people mostly bet on basketball and football just because baseball is such a crapshoot. And I, I'll admit, I bet on too many college basketball games this, this winter. It consumed too much of my mind to a point where I didn't – bet on any of the elite eight games didn't bet on a single one of them so well xavier bet on xavier mm. well that was a sweet 16 but yeah but i didn't bet on any of the elite eight games yeah so i'm just i'm looking forward to focusing in on just being a fan and the cubbies back in action on thursday i i went seven and one in the sweet 16 the only one that i missed was uh xavier was x xavier texas yeah seven and one sharp you're a shark. I had it. Is it sharp or is it shark? Sharp, like a knife sharp. Sharp? Sharp. Yeah. So both. We'll just, we'll just blend them together. It's sharp. All right. Any suggestions for the Wheel of Lunch? In honor of Mouse Cop being in the top five, we got to put Sonic up there. got to put Sonic up there. Absolutely. So, you know, it was funny. Yesterday, uh, I was getting lunch with somebody, and they suggested, uh, they suggested five guys first. And I saw – I said, no – can't peanuts and the follow-up suggestion I saw Adam yeah Adam and I the follow-up suggestion was all right let's just get Penn Station <laughs> I said fellas the only two things I right, can't we gotta, do we gotta, we gotta be better yeah gotta be better uh throw no I don't put Taco Bell up there don't don't tease me with that I've almost made it to Easter still haven't had my my Baja Blast was that was that what you gave up I gave up Baja Blast and boy it's tough have you been to Taco Bell and just not got a Twice, and I told Casey, I can't do it. I can't do Taco Bell without the Baja Blast. It's, it tastes – it's terrible. Throw McDonald's up there quick. Oh, do we have breaking news? Breaking, do we? Sir Boy. 
Oh, yeah. Votto Votto's not playing. Joey Votto's not playing opening day. Is that his first opening day miss of his career? Well, since his rookie year? Starting the season in AAA. Mm. Okay. Well, we got, we got McDonald's, Penn Station, Panda, Sonic, Fatima, Gabriel, and Hannah. Huh. Uh, <laughs> Put Jersey Mike's on there. We like Jersey Mike's here. Yeah, I, I do Jersey Mike's. And you know what? Throw uh, throw uh, what's the, um, Jimmy John's. I like Jimmy John's. Yeah, that's fine. And then finally put Wingstop on there. You don't like Wingstop? Wingstop is to me what Sonic is to you. Why don't you like Wingstop? I just never have had a good experience there. I've had, I haven't had many experiences though. Okay. So. Fair enough. Spin that. I'm way. gonna take off Penn Station real quick and just put Chick Fil A. Because you can't go there. Okay. 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 All right. Spin the wheel. Panda. <laughs> Panda. Panda. Gone. I liked Panda. Panda's good. Panda's yeah, good. I'd go back. Panda's good. <laughs> By the way, speaking of a few in our chat, Mouse Cop, we put you in the list, and you did worse than the wheel in the bracket challenge. Uh-oh. It's terrible. Oh, no. Ah, uh, man. The present. We should go to the precinct. That's where we should go Thursday. Watch the game. At the precinct. <laughs> Do they have TVs? Never been. Yeah, I think they have. Wing stop or Arby's. Man, that's a good start to the wheel. I ain't gonna lie, guys. That yeah. was a good start to the wheel. I'm rooting for Arby's. Chicks <laughs> <laughs> don't exist. It's they don't okay. exist. Although that would have been legendary, Gonzaga, Gonzaga Jinx. Oh my tweet! You're right. Yeah, would have been legendary, guys. We've got a good list up there. What a what a start to the week! What we a start it. to the week! We do have a good list. Chick-fil-A. So we're, we're so we're getting subs. We're getting sandwiches. Either one. It's fine with me. All right. That's what we got here. Jersey Mike's or Jimmy John's? It doesn't, re doesn't really matter to me here. Jimmy John's. Going to Jimmy John's. So the final thing I'll say as before we go to Jimmy John's is that I put in the Discord, in the MLB league chat of the Discord, I wanted to see if you guys wanted to start a fantasy baseball league. I'm already in one, but I'd be happy to be the commissioner. I'm an honorary commissioner. Be the commissioner of a fantasy baseball league. I said if we get 10 guys to commit, I think we're sitting at 7 or 8, somewhere along that lines. If we get 10 guys to commit, I'll start a league up. We'll do the draft tomorrow, tonight. It just depends on if we get everybody in, in time. So if you guys want to be a part of the first ever Chatterbox Fantasy Baseball League, just join. Paul, can, can we can, can we get you on the chat or you don't? You yeah, don't no, I'll do it. All right. So I, I, I can't promise how committed I'd be to that's it. That's fine. But I will do it. Yes, I will, I will absolutely do it. Yes. That's fine. Yes, I'll do it. So I think we need two more guys. I think that gives us, I think that puts us at eight. We get two more. We got a league going. So put in the Discord if you want to be a part of the first ever Jatterbox right. Fantasy Baseball League. Guys, this has been Box Lunch. It's presented by Betfred Sportsbook. It's the useless, most useless hour of your day.
Might be the most useless hour of my day, too. <laughs> Congratulations to everyone in the chat power rankings. And, Casey, Paul, thank you for, for producing this show. We'll be back on Wednesday. Actually, no, we will not. We'll not have a show on Wednesday because on Wednesday, we might have content all day long. We will have off the bench. And then at 1 p. At 1 p. on Wednesday, we've got a softball game out there at Miami. And then they have a doubleheader at 3. And then I think there's going to be Chatterbox, Chatterbox Reds in the evening. So we might have content all day on our YouTube. So be sure to tune in. But we'll be back Friday regardless. Guys, thank you for watching. This has been Box Lunch.